What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Talking with Beauties, episode 59, College Football Week 2 recap. Finally getting a college episode out. I'm very happy to do it. I love college football, as you guys know, so I'm glad to uh, finally have an episode dedicated towards that since our preview episode with the podcast ad. So let's get into it. Game recaps of the past weekend. We'll start off in Boulder, Colorado. 22-ranked Colorado was hosting uh, Nebraska this weekend, and Sadir Sanders was a slow start but rapidly got better as the second half went along. Ended up 393 yards, two touchdowns, one rushing as well. Nebraska just had a lot of miscues, snapping the ball, causing a lot of turnovers, a lot of just easy mistakes that could have been avoided. Ended up going in the opposite direction for them. Nebraska loses this one 36-14. Now is 0-2 to start off with their new Matt Rule head coach era. This is Colorado's first win streak since 2020 when they won four straight. So a lot of positives here for Colorado. And uh, going into their last non-conference game uh, undefeated, which is a very positive thing, should be going 3-0 and uh, as they're going to be facing the Colorado State Rams. Next game, we had Miami hosting number 23, Texas A&M, the Aggies. Struggled in this one. A lot of back and forth, but overall Miami just overpowered them. Ended up winning this one 48-33. Rashard Smith had a 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown, which made it 31-20 Miami. Really, from then on, Texas A&M just had a hard time coming back. Miami forced three turnovers in this. Um, Overall, Aggies just struggled. Miami might be able to come out with a... some positive outlooks in this one, be able to get some momentum going into ACC play. But overall, Miami has not really excited me, and neither has as well. So I thought that this was just kind of a good game for both of those those teams. So hopefully they're able to get out of that. But as of right now, still need to see more out of Miami. Uh, this is the most points Miami has scored against an AP-ranked team since 2002. So maybe it is back to the old Miami way. We'll move on. Tulane, 24th ranked in the country, hosted number 20, Ole Miss. No Michael Pratt, quarterback for Tulane, was a late scratch. Ended up not being a problem in the beginning. Tulane went up 17-7 to early in this one at home with the crowd. Looked like Tulane was going to run away with this one. Ole Miss found their way back. Scored a 24 straight points. Ended up winning big in this one, 37-20. Tulane just had no answers in that second half, only scoring three points. Huge scoop and score at the end of the game, too, to force that game to really be uh, shut down, giving them that 37 win. We'll move on to App State versus North Carolina. North Carolina, 17th ranked in the country. These two teams, very good. North Carolina proved themselves in week one that they're probably going to be that good team in the ACC, going to be a top 25 school. App State always looks good. No matter who they're playing, no matter who's on the roster, they always seem to find a way to uh, make upset scares, and this was another upset scare game. App State had the ball in the last two minutes, tied it up at 27, but Drake May, a lot of time, just over one minute, was able to get the boys down to about 39-yard line, try to go on and win this game. Game tied at 27. First attempt was missed. They did call timeout, one of the the worst attempts I've seen. Luckily, called timeout. North Carolina has another opportunity to hit that 39-yard field goal. Once again, missed it again. Again, worst kick I've ever seen. It looked like just a replay of the kick from before. 
forcing this one to go to overtime. It went to second overtime. May got a touchdown, making it 40 to 34. Was stuffed on a quarterback run to go for go for two. So App State had a chance. Was down to fourth and five, down to the last play of the game potentially. UNC ended up forcing an incompletion. They survived. They move on and move to two and zero. Omarion Hampton, running back for North Carolina, a name to recognize here. Twenty six rushing attempts, two hundred and thirty four yards for three total touchdowns. Great job by Hampton. All right, then we'll start. We'll go over to Pullman, Washington, Washington State, hosting number 19, Wisconsin. This one was my underdog pick. Wazoo ended up being a five-point underdog. Line did come a little bit down there. Wazoo was up 24-9 at halftime, and it looked great from the Cougar standpoint. Wisconsin just was not looking good in that first half. Overall, had a lot of opportunities. Just when the crucial times came near the end of the game, uh, balls were just being overthrown. Washington State was capitalizing on their opportunities. Ended up winning this one 31-22. Underdog pick won this one. Not surprised that they won it. Back-to-back years that Washington State has beat Wisconsin. And uh, it, it looks good for for the, the Cougars not having a conference next year. Uh, maybe this will prove that they're worthy of being in one of those big conferences. So hopefully they get um, a home for next year. All right, we'll head to Lubbock where Texas Tech hosted number 13-ranked Oregon. This one was one of the good back-and-forth games. Real big shootout here. Whole time, we really didn't know who was going to pull out and pull away from this one. Uh, Schaff, who was the quarterback at Texas Tech, used to be the quarterback at Oregon facing against his old team. Texas Tech went up 30-28 to with less than five minutes to go. Bo Nix had a chance to go down the field and take the big lead. Only was able to get a field goal in this one, 31-30 lead. Going into that, uh, Shaw, 42 seconds left, makes a terrible throw, intercepted by Jeffrey Bassa, returned for a pick six to seal the deal for the Oregon Ducks, winning this one 38-30. Bo Nix finishing with 359 yards, two touchdowns. Shaw, 282 yards, three touchdowns. The big three interceptions would co- came up big and came up costly. 101 rushing yards and one touchdown on the ground was awesome actually their best runner in this game. We'll head to Baylor, where Baylor hosted number 12 ranked Utah, and Baylor looked very good in the start. Uh, sloppy game overall, nothing too exciting, but Baylor was leading this one. Last two minutes of the game, Utah got a huge interception as the game was tied at 13, regained the ball at the 30-yard line, so short field, already in field goal range there. Utah would actually end up scoring a touchdown about 22 seconds remaining, giving them the 20 to 13 lead. Uh, the rush was a uh, let them go through. Baylor was trying to let them score. Utah, smart thinking, ran off the clock as much as they can until Baylor pushed them into the end zone. So Utah did have that mentality of get the ball down all the way, uh, all the way down to the the last second potentially. Uh, Baylor just pushed them into the goal line. So Baylor, not a lot of time left. Had a great throw over the top, caught 22 yard down to the 22 yard line. Excuse me, giving them one more play, one second on the clock. Baylor throws it to the end zone, 50-50 jump ball. Honestly, should have been called pass interference. I thought Utah was able to escape this one as Baylor could not get that call, could not get the catch. Utah wins 20 to 13. 
All right, we head to NC State. We'll head to Raleigh. They're hosting uh, Notre Dame, 10th ring in the country. We had an hour and 45-minute delay in this one. The game did start. Had to go back to the locker room, come back out. Almost two-hour delay. That's tough on players, but did not slow down Notre Dame very much. 45-24 win in this one. 33 straight games for Sam Hartman with a touchdown pass. He also had his 11th career four-touchdown game. Great personal feats for him. Notre Dame as a whole, though, in the first three games have scored 143 points. It is their first time they've done this since 1944, where they had 148 points scored. So Notre Dame's looking very good. NC State, don't knock them. Very good team. I think Notre Dame is just going to be one of those really good teams this year. So don't expect the Wolfpack to just uh, curl up in a ball and not show up anymore. They're still a very good squad. All right, marquee matchup. Number 11, Texas visiting number 3, Alabama. And Quinn Ewers, it was pretty much going to be a quarterback match. Ewers hearing all the talk throughout the offseason. Is Manning going to play? He beats out Manning. Comes into this one, gets 349 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. On the other side of the ball, Alabama, Milrow, uh, 255 passing yards, two touchdowns, although two interceptions, which came up big in this game, 44 rushing yards. I thought he ran way too often. Offensive line did not look great, but there were some opportunities for Alabama to stay, have him stay in the pocket and throw the ball where he just decided he wanted to run instead. They're going to have to be able to fix that get him to run a lot less, use his wide receivers because they're out there. They made some great catches, a lot of good highlight reel plays. Texas was just able to uh, defend way better and beat Alabama 34-24. And it's a first double-digit home loss for Nick Saban. And it's just, it's just kind of raises the question mark, is Texas back? Alabama losing this one. Uh, my dad and I, we both talked about it. He thinks this is going to be it for Alabama. LSU is going to be that team that's going to swap in their spot. I don't know. I'm still kind of iffy about Alabama. I think I had them in my championship game, but losing. Um, of course, I think Georgia is the best team in the SEC. But this is more question marks about Texas. Texas coming into Tuscaloosa, winning a big game, prime time. I think that they're back. I, this might be an overreaction two games in, but... I think the Big 12 is now Texas. This is all Texas, and if they're going to lose, they're going to lose by themselves. And it's not going to be a team beating them. It's going to be them losing it. Texas looks very good. Quinn Ewers looks really good and really healthy. And I, I would not be surprised to see Texas win the Big 12 as of right now. This is Texas' first win versus an AP Top 3 team since 2008 against Oklahoma, which was in the same era of the Colt McCoy, Mac Brown championship runs with the Texas Longhorns. So maybe Texas is officially back. All right, we'll head into a couple unranked matchups. We'll head to Tempe, Oklahoma State visiting Arizona State. Really good first half for Arizona State, up 15-10 to 10 at halftime. Going for fourth down a lot in this game, though. Only went one for five for the Devils. Not good on fourth down conversion. Not good on short down and to go. Um, just it seemed like there was a lot of the mentality of this should work. Let's keep running it, and it just did not. Third downs could not get the first downs. Then when they went to fourth downs, only one for five. 
not good, not a recipe for success. Only one turnover in this game uh, was an interception by Rashada. So overall, the turnover margin, good for Arizona State. But second half was just brutal. Only just over 60 second half yards for the Sun Devils. Oklahoma State looked good from, from throughout. A little bit of a slow first half. Really good second half. Defense came up big against the, the Sun Devils. Oklahoma State's winning this one 27-15. We've got two more matchups to talk about. James Madison visits Virginia. Virginia was up big at this one. At one point up 11 Last minute to go, though, James Madison had the ball down by five, scored a touchdown to give them the 36-35 lead, did miss that two-point conversion. Virginia had an opportunity to score, could not convert on fourth down, end up losing this one, 36-35. James Madison moves on to win that. And lastly, we'll talk about Iowa and Iowa State. This game is always brutal. There's always a low-scoring game, always sloppy-looking. Iowa was up 10, got a pick six to make it 17-0, and never really looked back from there. Scored an extra three points before this game was over. Ended up winning this one 20-13 over Iowa State. My biggest takeaways from this week two, honestly, it's got to be Colorado. I didn't expect them to be able to go out and dominate that much after week one. I thought, yes, very good week one. But can they do it against Nebraska, which I'm not very high on. Um, But they proved to me that they were going to be able to score points. The defense is going to be able to slow them down. Colorado looks really good. Um, I also want to talk about Notre Dame. Notre Dame looks super good too. NC State's one of those better teams. And they're going to be one of those tough teams in the ACC year in, year out. They're just a couple games short of, of keeping it in the top 25 or being in the top in the ACC championship games. But respect to North Carolina State, they're a great school. Notre Dame's just really good, really solid defense, really solid on offense. So those are my two takeaways from week two. Let's take a look at week three. So the top 25 rankings has come out. We'll start off with the one through fives. Your top two teams have not changed. Georgia in the number one spot, Michigan in the number two spot. We got a new number three, though. Florida State jumping up two spots. Texas, number four, jumps up six spots after the big win against Alabama. And USC jumps up one to number five. Number six, you got Ohio State. They did win against a Youngtown State, 35-7. to Not a good performance overall, though. Not really that finishing feel that the Buckeyes have had the last couple of years. So a lot of question marks there with the offense in Ohio State. They drop down to six. Penn State at seven. Washington at eight. Notre Dame jumps up two spots to nine. And Alabama drops a total of seven spots. The most downwards movement of the weekend uh, down to ten. Number 11, Tennessee. Number 12, Utah. 13, Oregon. 14, LSU. 15, K-State. Number 16, Oregon State. Jumping up two spots from 18 from last week. Watch out. That team needs a conference next year. They might be one of those teams that you expect them to do something really good. They got a really good quarterback in DJ Uwe Uncle Would not be surprised if they were contending tops in the Pac-12. 17th, Ole Miss. Big win against Tulane. They move up three spots. Colorado gets a big boost up 
four spots to 18 for them. Number 19, Oklahoma, they dropped two spots. North Carolina drops four spots in the scary win against App State. 21, we got Duke. 22 through 25, all our new ranked teams. Miami at 22, Washington State at 23, UCLA squeaking in the 24 spot, and Iowa is back in the top 25 at 25. Other receiving votes for schools, Clemson had 86, just did not make the cut in the top 25, had a struggling week, even though it was 66, I think 14 against Charleston Southern. The score does not reflect what they did. Clemson is not looking all that good. Arkansas, TCU, Kansas, Tulane, and Wisconsin all reaching double-digit votes in the polls, just missing the cut in the top 25. All right, let's talk about some notable matchups this upcoming week. Honestly, a very slow weekend. A lot of teams facing against teams that they should have a control over. So potential for upset watch this weekend, but these are the best games that looking through the rosters and through everything that probably are going to be notable to watch. The start off, Minnesota hosting or going over to North Carolina. North Carolina, seven and a half point favorite in this one. Would expect North Carolina to win this. Number 11, Tennessee going to Florida. Six and a half point favorite for Tennessee. The Gators really need a big spark in this one. Can they prove it against Tennessee? I don't think so. Tennessee should win this one though. Uh, Six and a half point favorite. Northern Illinois versus Nebraska. Nebraska's 11-point favorite. Do they have enough to finally get a win under the Matt Rule era? I actually like Northern Illinois in this one. Wouldn't put it past them to win this one outright. Nebraska's been struggling. Yes, this is their first home game of the year, so maybe that's going to be able to spark the Cornhuskers into their first win of the season. Pitt versus West Virginia, the backyard brawl. Pitt coming into this one, a one-point favorite. Should be a very evenly matched game. Would expect this one to be very good. Good rivalry between those two teams. I like West Virginia in this one. Colorado State going to Colorado. 22.5 point favorite is Colorado. Uh, game day site, so it's going to be one of the marquee matchups of the weekend. And College Game Day will be loving it. Coach Prime left and right. I don't really like this game to be watched very much. I think it's going to be a blowout at half before halftime. Colorado should win this one, no problem. And the last one, no bias here. Fresno State visiting Arizona State. Three-point favorite for Fresno State. I'm looking this in both directions. Do we get do we get Drew Pine for Arizona State at quarterback? Supposedly should be coming back from injury after sustaining an injury in uh, spring training camp. Uh, will he be able to? be the starter and spark this offense, or are we going to get Rashada uh, uh, with another game? If that's the case, Rashada really needs out this breakout season. We can't go, go breakout game, excuse me. We can't go into Pac-12 play one and two. It's just not a recipe for success. Yes, I don't think this team's going to be good all, in, all together, but I want to see improvements. And coming off of that Oklahoma State loss, that second half was brutal. I need to see way more out of Rashada for him to really be my quarterback. Fresno State's hand, on the other hand, Fresno State coming off a win against Purdue, coming off a win against Eastern Washington. They're 2-0, three-point favorites here on the road. I think that they have a great chance to be 3-0. But if I have to be honest, I think Fresno State has a great chance to win this one and, and win 
and improved to 3-0 going into Mountain West play. So Fresno State might be that team that's going to squeak in the top 25. They did receive votes. They received two votes in the top 25 AP poll. So Fresno State maybe is one win away from getting into that top 25. So we'll see how they're going to be able to handle the Arizona State Sun Devils. So underdog picks to end this episode. Points update with the outright win with Washington State over Wisconsin. Not only did I get five points, I also got five points for the underdog spread. So we're at a total of 10 points now. So a good little start to the season for me. 10 points on the underdog points. So with my pick, I already mentioned it. Northern Illinois versus Nebraska. NIU is 11-point underdog. I'm going to take them in this one. 4 o'clock p.m. on FS1. I expect them to potentially outright win. NIU is coming off a win. Uh, they're 2-0 and on the season. Nebraska's 0-2. I really do think NIU has a chance to be a, a, a spoiler in this one. They used to be actually really good. Uh, used to be top 25 team as well in the MAC. I still think that they're one of the better teams in the MAC. But who is Nebraska going to pretty much put out? Are we going to see the same quarterback situation there? Are we going to see a new quarterback starting? Are we going to see Matt Rule be able to use that hometown um, feel and get that home field advantage there? I don't know. I got NIU. I'm going to be a Husky fan this weekend, so go Huskies. All right, guys. Well, that would do it for this episode. Talking with beauties, college football week two recap episode. Appreciate you guys listening to this one. I know it's going to be it's a quick episode, but this is what I would prefer to do every week. So get you guys a little bit of what's going on in the league and what's going around in college football. So I appreciate you guys listening to this one. If you haven't already, check out the links down below. We have our Instagram twitter or x whatever they want to call it um please recommend it to other people as well the more people that listen the more fun i have making these episodes knowing that you guys want to listen to these please let us know how we're doing check out uh the description down below where you could contact us so hopefully you guys have an awesome weekend check out the wednesday news which of course is coming out on wednesday so look forward to that and we'll see you guys later